Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. Hey guys, this is Sean with Dr. Allison House. Once again, bringing you an episode from The Authentic Dentist podcast. And we've been reading a lot of books. We love learning. We're voracious readers, as I'm sure you are. Uh, And we just want to share some of the, the things we've been pondering that we hope can help elevate uh, your performance. So, Sean, I want you to start. Um, you've been talking about leveling up. So this is an interesting one that yeah. a, f- a friend of mine told me about. And he's like, okay, Sean, you're a gamer, and you get that whole framework. There's just a, I don't know, there's a certain culture around those that really understand gaming, right? And this book was written by someone that early on had a lot of success with gaming as a, a kid and then ended up, you know, kind of like gamifying his life a little bit, and I'll get into what that is. And then he ended up buying one of the main game development companies called Activision. And like, he's like a wildly successful guy, uh, probably worth, I don't know, $100 million. And he credits so much of his success to his ability um, to have gamified his life. And gamified. Yeah, so gamification is a term that came up, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. And in the marketing sense, it was all about how do you reward um, your consumers for certain activities. So like like let's say in apps, if you get badges, like, hey, great job, you're on a streak, a three-day streak, let's let's give you a badge, let's make it seem like you're you're achieving something. Okay, yeah, my kids talk about this. But um, so it was kind of like what behavior do you want? And if you gamify it, you know, but that, that's more in the app space, and that's been popular. What I didn't understand is, well, when it comes to personal life planning, how do you set it up so that you're leveling up yourself as if you're a character? Because um, in, a, in, in a game, you have a mission, and there are all these submissions called quests, and you go on these quests to, to discover power-ups and to get you know better armor or better... Whatever it is, and it's really clear, like, oh, okay, to win at this game, I need my character to level up in these seven areas, and I'm going to, you know, have some sort oh, of strategy. Okay, I get it. I get right, it. so then all of a sudden you start thinking of yourself, well, gosh, like, okay, if I'm in this space and I want to um, lead better and I want to maybe communicate better or speak better, like, what are the level ups, like, um, what quests do I need to go on? And, you know, you can even give yourself little rewards when you when you level. I don't know, like, I, I'm only in chapter two. But the whole idea is something that was fascinating because I was just thinking about, you know, a game I was playing five years ago. There was this quest, so to speak, that was lasting for 30 days. And if you did it, you'd get this like $300 in-game asset. That's how much the game, like they value, they um, put a value on the thing that you would earn. $300. That's not a lot of money, but for a game, I guess it is this, this item. And I... Wait, wait, it's not really $300, right? Meaning if you wanted to buy this actual robot in the game, you'd pay $300 US. Okay. But like meaning, think about it, since it's, it's a piece of code, they just made it, they uploaded it to their servers, and then now they just make money. So anyway, it's a brilliant model. 
But yeah, because it didn't cost them anything. <laughs> no, I mean, not not it doesn't cost them anything once they've already made it, um, except mild support. Anyway, so I then immediately come up with a whole plan of how in the next month I'm going to do all the different tasks necessary so I can win this item. And even at times I'd wake up at four in the morning because I had such a clear like idea of what I needed to do. And in the infinite game, life and business, um, there's not as much clarity or, or on, on what it is that you're doing. So I think for me, sometimes I'm like, well, there's so many things I can do and I have to do all of them at some point in time. But because I'm not putting any sort of like a time pressure on them, it doesn't focus my, my time, attention, resources. But that's so interesting. So you set up seven quests and then you get to a level that you wanted. But there's, it's like an, an add-a-girl, an add-a-boy. Okay, so you did all these things and you got to this level and then there's like a reward. And we don't do that in life. We just, I don't know, we just keep working and working and working. You just keep going. And, and a lot of times you don't integrate the success or the growth that you're having anyway. Because you don't celebrate it. You're just like, oh, that's just part of my life. Right. So it's an interesting way to look at things. I, I like it. I'm not a gamer, so I don't quite understand all of the pieces, but my husband and my son are. But just the idea that Dr. Allison House is a, let's say it was a character, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, so um, maybe as a dentist, let's say we're just looking at professional life. Um, you know, even under the realm of clinical, you might say, okay, when it comes to using a CEREC or, you know, some of the technology parts, this is where you can tell I'm not a dentist. Um, there could be certain areas where you can, again, think of it as, as leveling up. Then when it comes to like as a leader or um, leading your team or setting culture, um, what are the areas there? And you might go, wow, I'm, as a character, I'm actually really strong in these areas. Uh, I, I, I want to level up in that when it comes to my public facing you know, skill set as far as like uh, writing, speaking, being on stage. Okay, well, is there areas where I can level up there? And if so, how would I do that? You know, how would I find the power-ups, you know, and and how would I know that I actually attained that or reached that, you know? So it's just a different way of looking at things. No, I really like that. I, I, I understand that. Like, okay, I want to be a speaker. So what seven things, what seven courses, what seven items do I need to do in order to be a speaker by October where I level up? I like that. That's that's a really cool way to think of things. So that's a book I read. Oh, and reading, not read, and reading. What's a book that you've been reading or read? Um, so I'm reading Triggers, which is, uh, we talked about Sarah, the um, Olympic weightlifter. So she graciously sent me some books. And one of them was a high-performance journal, and there's a high-performance podcast, which is Olympians that have moved into business. And one of the books that they recommended was Triggers. So I bought the book. I had a week off, and so I read the book. Not all of it, but most of it. And it was interesting kind of what you're talking about. You set yourself up for success. So I noticed that I was on vacation and it wasn't easy to go to the gym. The closest gym was 20 minutes away. There wasn't any weights in the house. So I didn't work out. There was no trigger for me to work out. And I was like, wait, I thought this was like who I am, but it isn't. What it is is that because there's a, a gym in my home, and on my schedule, it actually says cycle bar at nine o'clock on Saturday mornings. I just do it because it's just, I have all these triggers that just make me do it. So it's just part of my life, but it isn't. It's, I've set it up that way. So he was talking about all the other triggers that you can create 
to make yourself do things that you just normally wouldn't do. And if you don't set yourself up to do it, it just doesn't happen. I, and it, it was really interesting. Well, I think it's interesting simply also because you you grew up in a family where weightlifting was a big part of it. You, that, that stayed as part of your family with your kids and their friends. So it is 100% a part of who you are. And yet you could go on vacation and be like, why am I not working out right now? Like, this is so weird. Like, I'm, I work out. Somehow I don't want to drive 20. Like what? Yeah, that's, that's, it's an interesting like. But you can see how, how easy it is that you want to make a change. But if it's not set up, you just don't do it. I don't know if it's a, a matter of willpower. Obviously, it's not a matter of willpower. It's there. It's on my calendar. I just do it. Yeah. And I mean, you layer that on top of that with like the, the power of like the habit or, or the routine and that's the thing. I think most people set themselves up for success in a more intelligent way based off of the way they know themselves to be. And, and that's all, that's all, that's why they're able to keep winning and being successful. You know, you, you have a gym at your house. I have a gym in my garage. <laughs> I have to walk through it every morning and every night when I come home, it's, it's always there. It's always on my mind. So I do it. And, you know, I think, you know, I was thinking about like how, I grew up in New Hampshire and I moved here to Arizona. You could say it's a little different coming from New <laughs> a Hampshire. Bit, yes, um, definitely. So as a four-year-old, I was hitting the slope skiing. And at some point I transitioned to also picking up snowboarding. So I was very proficient at both. And a lot of people ask me about hobbies of mine and I'll still mention them as like, Oh, I used to love. And they're like, Oh, so you don't do it anymore. And I'm like, well, no, I live in Arizona. They're like, yeah, but there's mountains there. I'm like, yeah, why don't, why don't I, why don't I snowboard? And then I realized it was as simple as the fact that in New Hampshire, winter comes and the second it snows, you're like, oh, there's snow on the ground. This weekend I should go up to the mountain and go snowboarding. Here, there is snow on the mountains, but you don't see it. So I never get that visual cue. I never get that visual trigger Oh, of now's the time. Let's go snowboarding. So I just don't go. <laughs> so then the question is, how do you create a trigger for yourself? And maybe that's, you put something on your phone that says the news where there's snow someplace. So you get some kind of a trigger that says, oh, there's snow. We should go. But you, you won't do it out of sight, out of mind, unless you have some trigger that reminds you that this, this is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. And as a, as a high performance trigger, you know, I was thinking of back in my days in high school where it's like I was a competitive athlete with, with track and it's like everything was really clear. You knew when you were going to compete, you knew what you were training for, everything was really focused around a time schedule and, and a really clear intention. Now I can understand if I'm a speaker and I have a speaking occasion in front of me, I, I need to plan backwards from that. But I'm just saying every day operating a business or every day operating a practice. Well, you have all these things that are the someday, someday I'm going to get my Instagram together. Someday I'm going to reupholster these chairs and it's just kind of out there. So how do you create a trigger that, starts the ball rolling and that's that I mean that's the challenge and I, I like the quest okay so what seven quests do I have to do in order to get my Instagram running okay and how do I create a trigger so that I actually do them and for me it seems to be my calendar my calendar dictates my life um, sometimes I have to hire somebody like I hired a coach um, and that'll force me to do things like take time to do things but I think there's lots of ways to trigger yourself in order to to make the progress you want. You know, and that goes in line with this other book I'm reading, which is the, you know, 
I told you about it, the, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right, probably not. But one of the parts in the beginning of the book, he's stressing the importance of playing long-term games. Um, and I don't know, it's really games, that, that's not the point. He's just like playing with the long-term in mind where whatever assets you're creating have a, the ability to, you can leverage them because they will continue to produce over time. And it's like when you start thinking about your life in more of a long term over the next decade, 15 years, it's then easier also to like what what someday things do I need to bring into, even if I schedule it three years from now. You know, I just heard a talk um, the other day where someone was actually saying like they wanted to stay at Apple because they were excited about a product that Apple was going to release in six years. Like talk about a research, a, a, a development schedule yeah. that already has an idea of what's going to come to market in six years. That's crazy, Allison. Like that, that's not the way, <laughs> that's not the way we're planning things right now. But you, you kind of have to have that vision of what does this practice look like in six years? What is the practice of the future? And you still have to produce today, but it is that, that imagining what's happening in the future. And yeah, I think that's part of the triggers. I, I love that book. I've been working on that book too. It's it's a harder read for me. I don't know. It's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like um, here's a concept and, you know, like maybe like the Lean Startup, for example. That's one specific concept that there's a through line. The entire book is talking about how you could function as a Lean Startup. Well, this is much more just like here's insights on on wealth on leverage, on why you shouldn't ever trade, you know, time for money if you want to become wealthy. And there are just these nuggets that like you could really think about and expound upon for a very long time. So yeah, since there's not really a through line to it, like what is this book primarily about? I don't think it's like a read that you, it's almost more, I don't want to say like a devotional, but it's a, it's something you can contemplate and meditate on and go deep into. Like you said, it is very, very deep. Yeah. I mean, I just love to read. I always get something out of it. Even even books that I'm like, I'm not quite sure I agree with all the content here. I still find something out of it. The most powerful book I've ever read is called The Power of, no, not The Power of Habit. Oh my gosh. It's moments. The Power of Moments. Thank you. <laughs> that was the best book ever because it it was just about that level up thing that you're talking about, about that at a girl. And we don't do that often enough for ourselves but I really found that I wasn't doing enough for like my family. So I do try and recognize when there's a moment that needs to happen. My son's 25th birthday, my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. You don't just let those moments go. They need to plan. There needs to be some celebration. You need those moments because that's like your life. And yeah, I, that was one of the most powerful books I've ever read. Highly recommend. So yeah, we've given you a whole list of new books to read, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. <laughs>